Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. We spoke a lot about takeaways on the show yesterday. Well, actually, we didn't. We just spoke about Indian food because I was going to have a curry after the show and was very excited about it. You're living the dream this week. But I've often got mocked uh, for not having the spiciest thing on the menu. I, I do like a butter chicken. OK, is butter chicken, like, within the, the sphere of, of Indian food? Yes. It is, it is. Yes, it is. It's just a lot of people got in touch yesterday saying, why are you going to a curry house and having that. Yes, because it, because the, everyone creeps out the woodwork when they want to say, oh, you don't have something as big as that, or you don't have something <laughs> as long as that, or you don't have something oh, as I... high as that, or as hot as that, or as spicy as that. And they just don't like that I like a mild curry. And it is a, it's a mild old curry, It is that, a mild it? old curry. Well, look, all right, I branched away from my normal highway yesterday and ordered something new. I discovered chilli paneer. Have you oh, ever had chilli paneer? It's like Hampstead Heath for you. That moment's a complete <laughs> rush of blood to the head. No, I've never heard of chilli paneer. Chilli paneer, Indian cheese paneer, uh, mm-hmm. in kind of like a chilli jam, heated up, beautiful. That's uh, that's quite a curveball, yeah, for you. I I'd know. say that. Um, you remember you bought that um, chocolate fountain off of Facebook Marketplace? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and you tried to put curry sauce through. It was awful, wasn't it? Awful. I think you did the wrong thing. If you put chilli jam through that and dipped in your paneer, that would have been nice. I, does, I mean, that, it was cheap enough to get on Facebook Marketplace. I wouldn't run and rule it out again. Let's get another one. This is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. Uh, so, as I was saying the other night on our Daily Takeaway podcast, if you haven't tried the podcast, give it a little try. We do extra stuff on there. I was just saying that like we're only like three or four days into the school summer holidays. I think we're both agreeing, quite shattered already. Uh, and then uh, uh, I ended up doing something by accident with the kids yesterday that turned out to be a winner. Uh, we are getting the kitchen done, so I took my two youngest daughters, Thea, who's four, and Stella, who's nearly two, to a window showroom uh, in Southend with mum and dad. That's us two, me and my other half, Katie, to look at windows. Now, obviously, I thought they're going to be bored out of their minds here, so I packed a bag with some of their toys and in it and everything and expected to be doing a lot of distracting and stopping them from playing up. Yeah. They had the best time ever. They absolutely loved it in a window showroom. In a window showroom? What are they loving about that? Well, first off, they've got a wall... Uh, with loads of different handles on it. <laughs> and I'm going to have to get one because they spent like 35 minutes just trying different handles. So was, there's a handle called a monkey tail handle for a Is window there? and they were just mucking around with it. They loved Brilliant. it. And, and it was actually drilled into the wall so they couldn't take it away with them. And they were going underneath the windows and opening them. They're probably getting on the guy's nerves no two ways about it. But it took me back to being a kid because... I remember we used to go to a, a like a DIY shop in Trowbridge in Wilshire, where I grew up, called Great Mills. It's long gone now. I was talking to my mum about this on text the other day. And me and my brother used to love going, so they had a, a wall of doorbells. So <laughs> pretend like lino wall that looked like brick. And it had all the doorbells in the world there, and we used to just sit there and press them all. Obviously wind up everyone in the shop. There's something about shops that aren't meant for you there's kind of catnip for kids. It's even better than a real kid's shop, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yes, definitely. I, I, it might be a stretch, but a car showroom is really a shop that's just selling very big big products, isn't it? Well, the, the smell of the car showroom. I used to love going to a car showroom with my dad. Yeah. It, was, I, it was absolutely fantastic. The smell of it, like you say, the squeakiness of the floor. It was like the North Pole as well, with all the the white flooring and the white walls and yeah. it being so reflective. It was like what it might be like if you lived in an igloo. Still just as exciting in your mid-40s, <laughs> it I really have is. to say. I'm not, I'm not sure that the uh, the luster of the wind showroom would still be there for, for me otherwise. Uh, and if you're a kid that likes to get a bit of a squeak and a turn and a skid out of some good trainers, yes. what better place? School Assembly Hall is good. Car showroom even better. <laughs> Uh, my other half, Katie, said that she her, her dad, Peter, is a 
painter and decorator, she used to love going with him to the the paint shop and watch the mixing machine. Oh, yeah, that is cool. When it mixes paints like alchemy. Yeah. So that's what she used to love. Uh, Kristen, uh, I don't think I've lived, said you used to love going to a tile shop. I don't think I've ever been taken to a tile shop. Well, you've not lived. Not uh, been the Tops tiles. Said that this was a particularly cool one. It had a, a water feature that was surrounded by more tiles. Wow, that's like a tile Babylon. <laughs> Uh, Taz says, scrapyards with my dad. I went because I was small and I could climb four layers of cars for parts. <laughs> What's this, stick of the dump? He says, plus there was always an oily German shepherd that would give you a good woofing at over the half-shut caravan door that the scrappy sold his stuff from. Uh, happy times, different times, but happy times. Great shout from Nige. You need to put this in for the rest of the week. Uh, he says, there was always something magic about uh, going to get wool and stuff from the <laughs> haberdashery shop for my mum and Aladdin's cave of weird stuff. So my mum used to go in there all the time. There always used to be, like, big buckets of zips. <laughs> It's like where zips go to die. Loads of buckets of zips. Uh, we've got Tracy on the line. Tracy, what shop, uh, grown-up shop, did you used to love going to when you were a kid? Uh, to the pet shop with my dad on the back of his motorbike. Oh, wow. Now, there's, there's, a, there's a scene right from the olden days. You on the back of your dad's bike. Heading to what? Just any pet shop? Oh, anyone that saw tropical fish. Because he had a big fish tank. Hang on, are you saying that you then came back on the back of a motorbike with a tropical fish? Yeah, yeah, in, in plastic bags. <laughs> <laughs> Health and safety of a different era. So, because we've, we've got a tropical, we've got a tropical fish and animal shop around the corner from us, and I've I've taken the girls in there a few times because some of the stuff they've got in there, even just the stuff that you feed like lizards and that with, is just mad to go and look at. See, and, and that is the perfect kind of age to be able to kid kids that you're taking them to an aquarium. It's essentially an aquarium. And it's a lot cheaper. It is a lot cheaper. Great idea. Lovely to speak to you, Tracy. And you. Great show, guys. Love you both. Well, love you too. Thanks so much. Bye. Julia says, I love going to a bathroom showroom. My sister and I would give our parents the slip in all the mock bathroom setups, and we love sitting on the loose. <laughs> Living the dream. Uh, carpet shops, very, very popular. Huel in Cornwall. Uh, Tandy's with his dad. There's a name uh, from Retail Past. Watching Everton lose on CFAX at lunchtime <laughs> on a wet Saturday in Torquay. That's what that reminds me of. Fionn in Shropshire says, my dad used to take me and my sisters to the sawmill. We were allowed to play underneath where the sawdust collected. I can still smell it today, 45 years on. Uh, we've got Toby on the line. Toby, what shop do you love going to? Carpet shop, I thought was a good one. All right, you used to go to a carpet shop when you were a kid. Tell us about that. Uh, well, I mean, you used to be able to, like, you know, fit in between the carpet rolls and stuff like that and try and get, like, lost in the middle of the aisles and things. There was always that kind of uh, mangle potential that, as a child, you might get sucked between two rolls of carpet and flattened. <laughs> exactly. It, it was like soft play, really, wasn't it? They're still pretty cool these days. They've, they, they've, it's sort of like a Rolodex of uh, yeah. flappy carpets, Flappy, isn't flappy it? carpets. You just sort of go through. Smell, Kids... The smell as well is great. Another yes. good smell. Exactly, yeah. Carpets do smell good when they're new, eh? Okay, well, you didn't take your kids to your local carpet shop and to hell with theme parks. Uh, uh, I haven't got any kids, to be honest with you. I was just thinking about when I was younger. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't in, encouraging you to take your kids. I was saying to the general public, this is all about you, Toby. There's other people oh, listening. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Stop your rowing, you two. Uh, Emma's hanging on. Emma, where did you like to be taken? Uh, the tip. <laughs> Off to the tip. And we were talking about this the other day. The tip has kind of changed now because it used to be a more interactive experience. Do you know what I mean? Like people would say, oh, I'll have that if you're not going to, if you don't want it anymore. And there would people be kind of hang yeah. out by the tip and stuff. That's right. Yeah. No, I uh, I loved it because um, I got to ride in the van. So I was sitting up high 
And then another part of the deal was we'd go to McDonald's after if we managed to launch everything in the bin. So, yeah, it was good. Well, <laughs> so there was almost a little, little, bit, little bit of a game. You'd get a Big Mac if everything went in properly. Yeah, basically, that was it. That was the reward. <laughs> That's great. And, and uh, again, I imagine in terms of kids and driving around different times, health and safety and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think we ever had seat belts on and it was all of us crammed on the front in the bench seat. <laughs> well, also, depressingly, these days, health and safety... The kids can't even get out of the tip these days. Not even no, allowed out. They can't. I, I, I got Rocco out the other day. They came running over. <laughs> what are you doing? Get him back in. Get him back in. You can't get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> Not in that one. No. Oh. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily now, I've got a very specific tip that might help some people on their commute home tonight. Uh, last night went for uh, uh, me curry that we voted for. Uh, my 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 meal out was either the uh, the pub burger or the curry. People power. People power went for the curry, and uh, my mate and I uh, were were talking. Uh, we both share the same sort of like journey home after work via Liverpool Street, and he said to me that if you, as you're coming up out of the central line on the London Underground, mm-hmm. uh, if you come up and uh, take a look at your phone as you're going up the escalators out of the central line, your reception will start to click in on the phone. And if you've got the McDonald's app, that is the perfect time to place your order because if you just make your way through the station once you've placed your order, but on those central line escalators, by the time you get up and out the station to the McDonald's, it's ready to be called. Oh, wow. And that, to me, is an example of perfect timing in life. Because you can just waltz to the counter, pick up your order, back down onto your train and home. That's the thing about a McDonald's at a, at a big train station. You've got that jeopardy of missing your train. So it's kind of that's pro kind of takeaway ordering that. It's just breezing in, picking up, turning on your heel, straight back out again. Exactly. Like I can't ghost. wait to give it a try on my way home tonight. I will be doing this. I feel like he's missing out on the joy of, of having a go on them big screens, like Minority Report you get in McDonald's, <laughs> swiping left and right yeah. through different burgers. Your definition of joy and mine is very, very different. <laughs> I, like, I like the little gambler, but that's good. That's very impressive. That's been honed clearly over Absolutely. weeks. Absolutely. When you, when you discover the perfect timing in life, it, it's something that takes a lot of work. I, I had got to a stage when I used to do a lot of drives up from Bournemouth back up to Hertfordshire. Um, I'd, I worked out the correct time, this is very niche, the correct timing for putting on Fleetwood Max the chain uh-huh. as I was coming to the end of the M3 to hit the M25 at the right time to take that sweeping slit road at the exact point that the Formula One part of the music would hit in. And it was perfect. Then why, but I'm t- really taken back to that stuntman programme from the 80s, the full guy. <laughs> you didn't go for a burning hoop at the end, did you? <laughs> well, you know, speaking of, like, perfect timing and stuff, I've got to give, give respect to my friend Kester, Kester Jones, who is legendary amongst our group of friends, because I don't know how he worked this out, but he knows when uh, or what time the Marks and Spencers near where his office is put out their reduced sandwiches. Ah, oh, the yellow stickers. So he's straight down there, makes out like a bandit. I don't, I don't know whether they've had to mix their times up to reduce his effectiveness, but he just knows. Please, another I would chuck in from myself. Perfect timing. I am I'm just the ace. I am the best at fast-forwarding at times 30 on the uh, on the Sky Q. I, I, I am actually uh, the best at that. <laughs> genuine. I'm genuine. I even said to Katie last night, that's a brilliant bit of fast-forwarding just done to the second bit of a loan. Would there be a way? Would there be a way that we could compete against each other to see who is the best. Because I don't want to hurt you and break your heart, but I am pretty damn good. I tell you, if you really wanted to take it to the next level, yeah. try and fast forward on the iPlayer. That's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Ruth's hanging on. What is it then, Ruth? So I, I used to commute from Stoke on Trent to Manchester City Centre. And if I left at Bang on 7.30, 
um, an average 40 miles an hour, I would hit every single green light between my house and Manchester wow. or Park. Now, that is, that's amazing. And, and I always think sometimes if you do get a sequence of green lights, I, mean, you are, I, I sense that something good's going to happen that day. Yes, do you know what I mean? It's, like, it, it's yeah. beyond just normal day-to-day traffic. It's, it's, it's the universe. Absolutely. I think there's definitely something in this, Ruth. I, I remember when I was having my driving lessons, obviously this is a long time ago now, my driving instructor used to say to me that if you approached a red traffic light at the correct speed, uh-huh. by the time you got there, it would turn green because of the sensors in the road. It's just positive thinking. <laughs> now, is, it, was he just trying to get me to drive safe, or is there some truth in that? I don't know. I like, I like the theory. There, there, is, there is genuinely some truth, but only on the condition that they're the lights with the camera sensors. It's a good point. You've obviously looked into this roof and I, and I respect you for that. <laughs> One final thing. It needs to have a name, right? If you have a run into work and it's all green, like the green goddess or something, it, it, can't, just, it can't just be a thing Oh, I had all green lights. Roof is the green goddess. goddess. What about that? Thank you. Thank you. She's taking that. She's having that. Uh, Ryan's hanging on. What was it you did, uh, Ryan? Perfect timing was um, I used to spend time at a friend's and um, when I was a bit younger. And whenever I used to walk home, I always used to put the specials uh, ghost town on. And it was perfect timing. Like, it would literally be just finishing as I walked up the path to, to my front door. Okay. And uh, was this the night time that you were coming back from your friend's house? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, very early mornings, um, probably staggering home. Uh, Isn't Ghost Town by the specials the last song you want to hear if you're walking back on your own in the den of night? It probably would be, yeah, yeah. But uh, at the same time, it's all giving you motivation to get home, if you know what I mean. Good point. Ghosts and that's That's true, and if if that haunting bit right at the end doesn't hit when you're going up the path, you need to hurry up. Yeah. I've either took a wrong turn or, yeah, something's happened, yeah. That is high stakes walking home, and we have huge respect for you for that. <laughs> Thanks a lot. This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Very excited, though, tomorrow, though. It's kind of home time goes wrestling. Because uh, we've got the big show. Uh, or Well, it's now Paul White, of course, a.k.a. the big show, uh, on the show. Uh, Mrs. Wes has tweeted us saying, uh, I used to love going to the Bellevue MCR, which I presume is Manchester when I was a kid to watch wrestling, Big Daddy, etc. Uh, we had to put our nan in the middle of the row after she ran down to the ring and battered Mick McManus <laughs> with a handbag. Giant haystacks also threw my dad across the road once. See, this is the thing, right? Like, if, if, if looking forward to seeing Paul tomorrow and, 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 and speaking with him, but that's what, I, oh, that's what I go straight back to as well. The Big Daddy era, the Giant Haystacks era and all that. Uh, and and then there we are getting mired in our, our big shows and our WWE and WWF. One of them's a wildlife fund, isn't it, I think? And yeah. I, I just don't want to get it. You don't want to get that wrong in front of a big guy like that. Well, I just, I just wonder if it's like a, you know, a, a big American guy like he is. Does he have any... That's what we'll find out tomorrow. Does he have any awareness of, like, giant haystacks? And all Surely! That kind of... Mate, do they know? I don't know. Surely. If you're going to play Wembley Stadium and they've sold over, like, 70,000 for this already... Do you play Wembley, by the way, if you're a wrestler? I'm not sure whether well, that's, that's the right term. This is one other thing. Is it a fight? If you if you do wrestling against someone, we've got a lot to learn to, for tomorrow, right? Is it a, are you fighting someone? Or are you having a bout against them? Or you just... I think it's a bout. Is it? Is it a bout? Is it a... No, it's just a wrestle. It's a grapple. It's a... Really? Uh, we, we do have a lot of research to do tomorrow, but the main thing for you lot to take away from this is Hometime Goes Wrestling tomorrow. Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, <laughs> on this show. Uh, this tweet from uh, Sander Schrick. Uh, it's a mixture of different languages. Well, I, at least I hope it is. Um, is that Dutch? I think it could be. It, it says, um, 
Sheeter End. Carefully done. Thank you. Uh, Bush and Ritchie die over giant haystacks Pratt and Op at Absolute Radio. They we die over giant haystacks. <laughs> is that a threat? This is worrying, because obviously, you know, uh, Paul White, the big show's coming in tomorrow. He's a big lad. I want to muck around and, and get on his nerves. Let's put it into Google Translate here, if it is Dutch. Just press the button once. Hold on, well, there you go. Uh, according to Google Translate, if that is Dutch, it says, Wonderful Bush and Richie who talk about giant haystacks on Absolute Radio. So that's what Schieterens means. Now we know. Uh, we've got a lovely listener who's come on the line called Callum, who's going to give us a bit of intel. Uh, Callum, what's your background in wrestling? Yes, I was a former pro wrestler, trained at the Glasgow Pro Wrestling Asylum up in Glasgow. Asylum? Uh, yeah, it's, it's what we call, we, we like to call each other inmates, so we're, we're training in the asylum. It's, it's, a, it's a running joke with all the guys. Well, we want to make sure we get the terminology right tomorrow, uh, ahead of uh, speaking with Paul. Uh, so first of all, is it a fight, bout, grapple? What's the, the, the terminology? So it, would be, it would be classed as a wrestling match. Okay, that's so, a technical term. Uh, about, a wrestling bout, wrestling match kinda is the kind of correct terminology for that. Okay, now uh, obviously Paul, the big show, hugely famous in the world of wrestling. He's got like two yeah, million followers. Well, he's a legend, as you say. Uh, will he will he be aware of giant haystacks if we were to talk to him about giant oh, haystacks? Surely, surely must he. There's a lot of great, fantastic British wrestlers went to the WWE, uh, like the British Bulldog. Um, you've got more recent guys like Drew Drew McIntyre. You've got guys from Ireland like Sheamus, uh, Finn Balor. Um, they'll definitely like they they grew up kind of watching these guys training, so it's without a doubt um, Paul will definitely know of Jack Haystacks and uh, Mick McManus and now, things like that. You're referring to him as Paul because that is his name, but he's got this Big Show yeah. thing going on. So, is, do we still call him Big Show, or is that a, a, a like is he resting that that moniker now, or Mister Big Show? So, he's 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 resting that moniker. It was it was called the Big Show in WWE. Um, because he's now working for All Elite Wrestling, which is the company that's coming over to Wembley to do the, the show in August. Uh-huh. So he's now going under the alias of his real name, Paul White. Fantastic. You are the man, Callum, for the intel on this. And it'd be remiss of us not to ask you, seeing as you are a former pro yeah. wrestler yourself, what was your wrestling name? My wrestling name was Michael Parks. What was wrong with Callum? Yeah. Uh, well, my middle name's Michael, so I was just kind of running along with that. Oh. Michael Park sounds like a local MP. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. We're not going, let's not get political here. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Very wise. Thanks for the intel, Callum. Michael. Right. Take care, guys. Don't miss it. Paul White. Once upon a time, the big show. On the show tomorrow. Our show. Not the big show. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. One more question about uh, your curry the other night. Sorry, just doing my shoelaces up. That's all right, Clumbo. Uh, well, just, uh, well, Mrs. Bush just said this. Uh, one more thing. Go, let's keep it. Um, you know when you get the... There's the... another one to add to the roster, by the way. It's a very good one. Thank you. They have so cool. many niche good impressions. All of my impressions are of people who are no longer on our TV. Um, but I tell you what, you know when you get you go to a curry house and you get, you get the, the thing put in front of you with all the rotating pots? Yes. Which of them do you like? Uh, I like the lime yoghurt. Yeah, me too. I like the lime yoghurt. I don't really much care for any of the others. I'll tell you what I was mourning yesterday, because um, we didn't have the rotating uh, Lazy Susan of all the dips. Oh, they, oh, yeah. they just put them in sort of like some little ramekins in front of us. Oh, which is not quite... Not, not quite the same, no, is it? No. I'll tell you what I used to love, and you don't see these days, is the old um, tray of tea lights. 
underneath. I love keeping, them. I know. I thought that, that was so... industry standard. <laughs> it certainly wasn't where I went yesterday. Oh, well, so that's disappeared. And one other thing, if you're still listening at this point of the, of the podcast, fair play to you. <laughs> um, wouldn't you love to speak to someone who's had a dessert at an Indian restaurant? <laughs> I've never yeah. seen anyone ever have a dessert at an Indian restaurant. Yeah, we didn't yesterday. We didn't. Oh, actually, no, one more thing. If there is still anyone talking... If you're still listening, listening we're on you. We're still talking. Trolleys. Oh, yeah, a little... Um, All came out on a trolley. Still. There's a name for that. What, is it a hostess thing that you... Like, Nan and Grandad's used to have it. They did, yeah. Keep, used to keep it warm. I reckon that could come back, you know. They're great things. I want a hostess trolley. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Make his dream come true.